0: Some people try to pick up girls, get called an asshole.
1: This never happened to Pablo Picasso. Why he could walk down the street, girls could not resist his stare. Pablo Picasso was never called an asshole. Hello there. My name is Tom Chick, and you are listening to the Quarter to Three Games podcast. And, uh, I've already given it away, I've basically spoiled it, but as I said, my name is Tom Chick, and my game of the week is not Ridge Racer for the
0: PSP. Oh, well my game of the week, being Jason McMaster, is uh, not Xenoblade Chronicles, so take that.
2: Uh, I'm Rudy Basso, and my game of the week is not Super Monday Night Combat.
1: Oh, Oh, that's mean, Rudy. That's really mean. That's not. Those poor indies, they're they're slaving away, making a cool different kind of shooter, and you're not going to pick it for your game of the week. I'm very disappointed, Uh, Rudy. It's (laughs) All right, maybe we'll talk about that later. All right, consider it. You can change your mind later if you want to. Uh, So, Rudy, thank you for hanging out with us today. Uh, You are in from New Jersey, correct? Yes, the Garden State. The Garden State, and also known, I think, uh, a fellow named Zach Braff put you guys on the map. With his yeah.
2: uh When I got to, that came out when I was in college, and that was so everyone was like, "Oh, this is my life. This is
1: my life." Like, no, it's it's really, really not. Not everyone in New Jersey dates Natalie Portman. No, only like half of them. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I'm gonna keep a list of the things that you've slammed on this podcast, Rudy Vaso underneath <laughs> Super Monday Night Combat, I'm writing Natalie Portman. <laughs> uh so jersey you are uh born and bred am i correct indeed what is new jersey like is it just like we see in i don't know garden state and sopranos and stuff like that uh it sounded like uh, you we're dreading that i was going to say a certain thing <laughs> yeah a certain thing has kind of really
2: brought the state back um terribly with its
1: oh you know i think i know yeah i think oh, i just want to yeah. say even a guy as out touch touches me i think i know what you were going to say and it's a reality tv show right yeah yeah that's it ah and you know part of how i know about this is through jason mcmaster who is the guy who introduced me to snooki that's that's uh, the one right isn't it that one yeah that's her <laughs> she's the one so is she uh, – has the governor of New Jersey uh, basically designated her as the, this, like, state representative to the rest of the he world? bird, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well done. <laughs> uh, so uh, you have out there in New Jersey, you're with a comedy group. I love the name of it. I love saying the name of oh, it. Oh, really? Yes, I do, but I'm going to let you say it because I, I think it's one of the – it's a really fun name to say for a comedy sketch group. So what are you guys called?
2: We are called Cows Come
1: Home. Isn't that fun? Didn't you enjoy that? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about uh, Cows Come Home. You guys, of course, are at uh, cowscomehomecomedy.com. I would encourage yeah. folks to go there and, and check it out. Uh, for instance, the recent Cost of Sex video that you guys put up. That's indicative of the kind of stuff you do, right? Yeah, that's a good yeah, example. So uh, tell us who that is, how it came to be, and what you guys do. Um, when I was in college, I lived with,
2: we had a college TV station, a lot of colleges do. And I lived with, um, one of the big producers there. And, uh, I had worked on another show, like a talk show and I had done a sketch for them, but I didn't really like it. So I'm like, Hey, can I do my own show with some of my friends? I was really into theater. So, um, we, we got together and we just started filming stuff. We were called, uh, brainstormed a comedy back then. But we actually changed the name to Cow's Come Home. There was a big thing about that. And it's just uh, its just something we do for fun. You know, a few of my friends want to be actors, so it's good. They can make a reel out of some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, my other friend, she wants to do production side, so she loves to do the editing and stuff like that. It's just, you know, a nice hobby.
1: That Having someone who wants to do the editing, the production stuff, that's invaluable. Don't, yeah. Don't get rid of her. Keep her. Uh,
2: I've sent her plenty of candy and gifts just <laughs> to thank her for all the work she's put in.
1: Uh, tell me how you guys work uh, does is the writing a collaborative thing do different people write different sketches uh, how does something come together
2: well we have a, a like our own little Wikipedia page where people can put up sketches whenever we actually um, a few months ago we all got together one weekend went to my friend's house and just like bring ideas we're gonna write them on a, a whiteboard and just that entire weekend we Tried to write as much as we could uh, and drink, and um, <laughs> that always helps with the process. So we have a, a lot of stuff we're really happy with waiting to be filmed. Just schedules have not banned out lately, and we haven't been able to get together.
1: Mm-hmm. Good. We'll uh, look forward to, to more of that. Uh, I, I noticed you guys failed to post something recently and had to put up a, a picture <sighs> of a rabbit's nose.
2: Yeah, yeah. Again, schedules. Just We had a backlog we quickly caught up with the backlog, and now we have to really get, get on it and get something going.
1: Well, actually, I can help you guys with that. I have some advice. Hello. Here okay. we go. Uh, I recommend that each and every How many of you are there? Is it like seven, uh, six?
2: Eight, I think. So. I eight,
1: okay. I recommend that all eight of you quit your jobs and uh, move to Los Angeles. That will ensure that you have plenty of time, uh, and you'll all be centrally located uh, with a bunch of other like-minded folks yeah one of my friends actually
2: did that, so now we're down to seven. He's had uh, a lot of fun uh being an extra on t v
1: shows well there you go he he is basically uh he he's sort of like established a beachhead exactly and now you guys you come out here, you crash on his couch for as long as it takes mm-hmm. and and you'll be all set.
2: He's spreading the word once we get uh once we're sure we're you know somewhat popular, then the rest of us will will make a move.
1: Uh, do you ever think about that? Well, now you can't. So you have a, a real job there in, in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, you can't pick up and move to LA anytime soon. And it mm-hmm. does sound like you sort of have some perspective on this. It's like a hobby. It's like a fun thing yeah. that your friends do, right? Yeah. Uh, what, uh, uh, what then is so your, your job is you're, you're an accountant at a place where if, if my back is hurting me and I need a special chair. <laughs> You people can take care of me, right? Uh, We'll take care of you for a hefty fee. Um, (laughs) Ergonomics are not cheap. No, they're not. They're
2: the in thing right now. You know, they're green and recyclable, so Mm. the company works for It's called Human Scale. We make the chairs. We do keyboard trays and monitor arms and all sorts of stuff that no one's heard of, but cost a lot.
1: Those uh, fancy ergonomic keyboards I find very frightening.
2: Yeah, they're kind of weird because, yeah, yeah,
1: they're weird. Yeah, I, don't, I want no part of that. I'm sorry. I apologize. I hope Fair it doesn't. Enough. I hope it doesn't impact your company's bottom line. Um. <laughs> I
2: think we'll be okay.
1: So uh, cows come home, uh, accounting in New Jersey, and then finally, of course, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that you did a fantastic job writing a series of stories for us on quarter to three called Farming Vader. Uh, I I love the insight it gave me into these stories you told about your brother, uh, these stories you told about you discovering Star Wars Old Republic, uh, and eventually where it wound up in this kind of unexpected place. Uh, I, I loved what you did with those. Uh, I think this is the first time we've spoken in person, so I just want to say thank you so much for writing those. Uh, and I want to ask... Uh, how does it how did you come to write like you do? You obviously write sketch comedy, you write the Farming Vader stuff. Where does that come from?
2: Uh, I don't know. I was an English major in college, so I did you know plenty of essays and things like that. Mm-hmm. but um, you know uh, you just watch good TV, watch good movies, read good books. it kind of rubs off on you, you know So hopefully that. Makes sense.
1: No, it absolutely does. However, uh, I'm I'm having a little cognitive dissonance here, Rudy Basso, in that you mentioned English major and uh, doing theater. W- why are you an accountant? How is it that you can do math and those other creative things? And doesn't doesn't isn't that too much for one man's head to hold? Well, to be fair, the math is very very basic,
2: so. Uh, it's not that difficult. I've never heard an accountant say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I guess uh, I lucked out. Left side and right side work pretty well. All right. All right.
1: Uh, so, uh, are you still playing? By the way, Old Republic. Are you done with? Yeah, that?
2: we're still playing. We. Uh, well, I don't. Yeah, we. Yeah, we. We are still playing. Waiting for the patch to come out because there's 1. not 2. lot to do. Yeah, waiting for the, one point uh, two. Yeah,
0: yeah. When is that due? I mean, have they given a good date for it yet? You know, they
2: it... said they said March. Now they're saying April. They're not being specific, and it's just driving us. Nuts. I mean,
0: it would have to be soon. I mean, I've been getting a ton of emails about it. Uh, yeah, since it. They've uh, definitely.
2: They had that guild summit a few weeks ago, and they let a lot of info out, um, about what's going to be in it now, and uh, it should be exciting for PvP, especially.
1: So what are what are the highlights of this? By the way, am I, am I scooping anyone's news of the week or game of the week? No, this, no. good. All right. Uh, what are the highlights of the the upcoming patch for Old Republic? Well, from one, they're adding a
2: whole new operation, which is the the raid, right. which is supposed to be much more difficult than the the two that are out now. Which is good because, at my point, at this point, my guild is just wiped them several times, uh, and they're also adding. They're adding, like, little pets. Like, you can have a baby Tauntaun all year round, so that's that's exciting.
1: I've heard that they smell bad on the outside. Oh, (laughs) whoa. Yeah. That's the Um, only Star Wars reference I could come up with on short notice. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, So so let's see. So pets, uh, a new operation. All right. Mm -hmm. What else? They're doing ranked PvP,
2: which means I can get a group of eight guys, and we can do a war zone together against another group of eight guys, and then I'll be getting a rating based on my win-loss percentage, and then I'll get special gear that might only be available to someone with a certain rating level. Mm-hmm. It adds a much more competitive part to uh, to PvP, which right. is exciting for my guilds because we PvP a
1: lot. Uh, now, McMaster, are you still playing? Have, have you put down Old Republic?
0: Uh, I haven't played in a while, but I'm actually going to start playing again to check
1: a few things out. All right. So, yeah. Uh, what, uh, could, what side are you, McMaster? Are you a evil uh, or good side? Uh, oh, hey, now that's a trick question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you almost fell for it. I almost got you. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah, no, I'm a, uh, Empire guy. Uh, I'm a Sith warrior. And Rudy, are you
2: Rebellion or Empire uh, I'm Republic and I will say that the Empire is most definitely evil. Just looking at all the Republic quests are like stop the Empire from wiping out this race. So I can only imagine that the Empire quests are stop the Republic from letting us wipe out this race of, of you know, indigenous people.
1: McMaster, all, do you have a rebuttal, McMaster?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i <laughs> mean that's pretty much right <laughs> we're really mad at all the time when they're trying to stop us from like destroying anything cute it, it just it bothers us you know but
1: yeah we we
0: push on and we kill
1: uh, uh rudy are there still a bunch of uh, imbalances in the player versus player do you and actually do you guys do much of that or are you just sort of running through the operations over and over these days
2: we, we try to do uh, War Zones. There's definitely imbalance. It's like a certain time of day. You can go on, and then it'll be a little bit better. It's uh, it's mostly to do with waiting for matches, I think. it's it's The game's kind of weird the way it's set up, because there are three War Zones, and two of them have to be Empire versus Republic, whereas the third can be Empire versus Empire. It's the Hut Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You might have heard of that. Yep, yep. So it ends up we don't play a lot of the Hutball, while the other side plays a ton of Hut Ball. So when we do get matched up against the other side in Hutball, we always get smashed.
1: Uh, Hutball, isn't it a little ridiculous? Well, you know what, I, 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 to be fair, it's a video game, it's an MMO, they've got to yeah. come up with stuff. But I always felt a little silly playing Hutball. You know what, speaking of, as someone who didn't pick Super Monday Night Combat for his game of the week, I would expect that uh, Hutball wouldn't be your thing.
2: Uh, I think it's kind
1: of fun. I think it's different, which is which is cool. Yeah, fair enough. Good uh so uh rudy finally before we get to our format uh you and your brother are into mma stuff uh here's a question for you i hope this isn't too personal i'm going to ask mcmaster and i will uh sally i will have an answer as well when is the last time you were actually in a fight
2: Uh, i don't think i've ever been in a real fight i'm kind of laid back guy trying to keep it cool (laughs) So, I don't like,
1: yeah, it's different in the gym. Uh, plus, I figured in New Jersey, like, don't you guys get into fights all the time? Oh, no, I, like... I mean,
2: you got to fight to survive out here. Right, so, exactly. every other day, I'm going <laughs> to
0: brawl. Uh, McMaster, have you ever been in a fight? Yeah, I've been in a bunch of fights. Uh, but But it's been a long time.
1: 'Cause you were out there in a, I guess like what you're in like North Dakota, I think, right? You guys yeah. are you guys I try
0: are bears some... and stuff, you know, that's <laughs> well plus that when you go
1: to the it. saloon, like in the saloon a lot of times fist fights break out, right? In North Dakota.
0: Oh well, right. I mean when somebody's coming for your stuff. Yeah, you you know it's like say for instance tom you being in los angeles if you were to leave your bindle at the y and some guys would come <laughs> come at you with like i don't know a box cutter you have
1: to defend your stuff you know that's it's just how it too goes. real for me that's yeah. right I, I would i would take off my pork pie hat and set it aside <laughs> and i would put my fists up curled in front of me and i'd be ready to go yeah
0: The fisticuffs.
1: Uh, So, McMaster, you've actually, because I don't think that I've ever been in a bona fide fight. I did once, in graduate school, um, pour a beer out on a guy who was dancing with my girlfriend. Uh, And then we went out in the hall, and I don't know why we didn't fight, but I poured it out. It was like a challenge. It was just one of those stupid drunk things that you do. Uh, I poured a beer on him, and we went out in the hall, and I don't know why we didn't actually fight. But I remember thinking, okay, this is it. I'm mad at this guy. I'm going to get in a fight with him, and uh, then I just went home. Uh, so that's the closest, but I've never actually been in a f- for-real mm. fight. But you've actually done that, McMaster.
0: Oh, you're, sure. You're a I, When I was in high school, and uh, I got into a lot of fights, and, you know, really what – I haven't been in a fight in a long time, but that's because there's a big secret to it, which I, I hope I'm not giving away my, my big fighting secret. And that is that if somebody tries to act tough, right. if you act crazy, they usually back down.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, if you, so hold on, let me write this up. So in the paper, rock, scissors, like if, if the fighting was an, was an RTS, uh, crazy trumps tough.
0: Yeah, it usually okay. does. It's it's usually the the guy that's like, yeah, you want to do something? You're like, oh yeah, yeah, I do. If you keep going after them and being very <laughs> persistent, they're usually like, oh man, yeah, never mind. Yeah, because it, it really it's just who can scare the other person. Right. And um, yeah, if you don't really care, that's scarier than anything else for the most part. Um, but no, I haven't. Uh, I was uh, I've been in a few really good ones and uh, a few little scuffles. But it's been a long
1: time. Uh, Rudy Basso, as a trained MMA fighter, uh, if you ever come at me, I just want you to know I'm going to act crazy. That's going to scare me off. That's right. I actually did, maybe two years ago, uh, my friend Christian and I were going to a movie, and we had our, (laughs) this is such a pedestrian thing, we had a, you know, he was driving, and he had the turn signal on, waiting for a parking spot at the, uh, you know, the local parking garage or whatever for the theater, and some jerk just pulls right in front of us and takes the spot, because, you know, we were waiting on someone to get out, and... Uh, my friend Christian, he's just so laid back, kind of like Rudy, and he just was like, "Whatever, we'll get another spot." And I was just so incensed at these people that I got out of the car and I walked over and basically told them to to, to move, to get out of the spot. And they just kind of laughed at me. Uh, I wasn't nearly as tough as I thought I was, <laughs> uh, but I was ready there. I was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna go fight these guys," and they just thought it was silly. So, uh, all right. So, uh, Rudy, what's the closest you've ever come to getting in a fight?
2: Uh, man, I don't even know. Maybe. Oh, I don't even know. I'm such a chill guy. Everybody loves me.
1: You've never poured a beer out on a dude for dancing with your girlfriend. Oh, no, I've done plenty of that. (laughs) Okay, because those can lead to fights, just so you know. Yeah, on occasion, yeah. Uh, You were probably in fights last time you played Star Wars Old Republic. That involves a lot of fighting, virtual fighting.
2: Oh, sure. Oh, I'm virtual fighting, I'm... (laughs) the best there you go uh
0: all right you well know, that... chuck Liddell of wait no chuck Liddell's probably not a good example now
2: <laughs> yeah he's he's been out of the game for a while
0: yeah uh who uh Vondelet silva is, is that a good no example? he's
2: kind of out of it too he's lost his last uh-huh. few
1: anderson silva okay yeah he's been he there's a lot this, of silvas so. i could just keep there's several saying. silvas you could I, I can i can do that i can name one of them ready here we go uh, yeah. gina carano Oh uh, yeah you know, she was in that movie. And
2: that's the only reason I can name
1: it. Oh, she's, she's done. done,
2: she's done. Okay. I, I, I think so, personally. She said uh, last February she was coming back, and it was a big deal, and everyone was really excited. Then uh, the movie came out, and she's been kind of dodging interviews. She's a very like quiet person. She doesn't do a lot of interviews because, um, you know, MMA fans are weirdos, and she's very attractive. So Now, I'm that's what her. I...
1: That's what I wondered. She's not really an actual MMA fighter, right? Like, she's a kind of a model um, who pretends to fight. Or am I wrong? Yeah, oh. you
2: know, this is, again, my personal opinion, but I think so. She was undefeated for a while because they were putting her up against Tomato cans, And she finally had this big championship fight versus another real, real fighter. And she just got the tar beaten out of her. And that was her last fight. She lost the title. This was two years ago, I think, versus Cyborg. And she hasn't been back since, so I, I think that yeah, she was just made the face because she's
1: she's very pretty, right? Well, she you know what she's come out ahead because I think she's done very well for herself. How many MMA fighters have been in Steven Soderbergh movies?
2: Uh, yeah, just the one I guess. So <laughs> yeah, Rampage was an A team, but that was
1: that's true.
0: Yeah. Oh, and George Lucas's daughter is uh is yeah, you're right. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's she cool.
2: fights
1: in like the Japan Japanese, or yeah, Japanese. yeah, exactly. Uh, and isn't she real shy about not being, like, she doesn't want to be known as George Lucas's daughter, right? I, uh... Well,
0: uh, no, there there was, like, pictures of her recently hanging out after a fight with Darth Vader and yeah. uh, Stormtroopers. So she probably is over that stigma at this point.
2: <laughs> yeah, I actually listened to an interview <laughs> with her, and she's like, Yeah, I know, everybody's going to know me as George's, George Lucas's daughter. So I guess she just deals with it.
1: right? Uh, all right well let's uh, let's get into a little format now mcmaster what what format should we adopt for this week's podcast uh, the fl- uh, flight or fight
0: uh, format <laughs> uh, oh um we should probably talk about uh news
1: and then games i'm thinking that's probably pretty good hmm. has it's there been them. has there been any news this week uh, it's, it's kind of releases are slowing down here we are in uh, what is this april uh not a lot of games coming out so uh what is there to do f- for companies, but to, hey, release a little bit of news. So let's see what we've got. Uh, McMaster, why don't you start us off? What did you pick as your news story of the week?
0: Hopefully I'm going to be
1: scooping someone,
0: but uh, Harmonix debuts new rock band game. Oh, please. No no one cares. All right, good. All right, Uh, it's actually kind of clever. They're releasing this game called Rock Band Blitz, which is going to be an Xbox Live Arcade or PlayStation Network game. And uh, basically, if you were to see it, it looks like Amplitude. Uh, in fact, you can watch a trailer and it's kind of Rock Band Amplitude. Uh, but the cool thing about it is it uses your, um, your entire uh, library of songs that you've downloaded uh, for Rock Band. So... It uh for people that like amplitude uh and rock band and have a large rock band song library that's uh pretty cool.
1: So it's basically rock band without the plastic instruments.
0: Right. Yeah. It's just controller based. You jump back and forth between the tracks. Hit you know keep the rhythms going, which uh, is similar to what they had like a PSP uh, title as well. I believe that was like that, and it wasn't too bad.
1: Was that a rock band branded? Was that the like PSP rock? Yeah, band?
0: that was uh, unplugged.
1: So this yeah. is just that, but for Xbox Live Arcade?
0: You know, kind of. Okay. Yeah, kind of. Okay. It's, it's very similar. But yeah, I mean, thinking amplitude, everybody's going to get the idea.
1: Right. Now, McMaster, when can we play this? Uh, this summer. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. I, thought I, might, I thought I might stump you with that question. Tomorrow. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> All right, Rock Band Blit. What do you guys think of the name? How does Rock Band Blitz sound to you, Rudy? What do oh. you think of that? Sounds like a football game. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's super descriptive. <laughs> it does make it makes me think of uh, of World War II. I think it's a little too soon. Oh.
0: Now, one weird fact about it, though, you cannot play the Rock Band three songs that came on the disc. What? Yeah, I know. I thought that was kind of lame too, but they don't have one of those. Uh, you know how basically each time you upgraded, you had to purchase the uh, rights for the songs, and it would you would it would just like rip the songs off your disc and put them on your hard drive. Uh, well, they don't really have that for Rock Band 3 since there isn't an upgrade. So, uh,
1: yeah, that's oh because of- I see because they're the the provision for like the a regular person's install of rock band 3 might include everything but the actual rock band 3 songs right because they stay on disc right uh, right so yeah they, it's it's kind of lame.
2: did they announce any specific songs coming out i know that was a big thing whenever uh happened.
0: you know there was uh i know pumped up kicks um oh god <laughs> i don't i i can't remember but yeah i, I haven't seen like a list I, I know that in the trailer i heard i, I just remember pumped up kicks if there was a bunch of stuff
1: Ringmaster, are we getting any zeppelin yet uh i'm not i wouldn't hold your breath on that one all right well wake me when they finally get led zeppelin on board all right all right over <laughs> the hills and far away Uh, All right, so uh, a little rock band blitz. Good news, actually, for folks who may not want to drag out the drum set and the guitar and the bass and figure out where they left their mic. Uh, Yeah. uh, Rudy, are you a rock band guy?
2: Uh, I mean, at this point, when was the last time uh, an instrument game came out? It's been a while.
1: It's been a while.
2: I feel like they really oversaturated the market with all the games. Oh, they uh, murdered it. Yeah, they really did. Yeah. I mean, I dabbled, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. but uh, I never was really
1: into it. What would you, if you were to come over to my house and we were all to hang out and play rock band, what would you be doing? Would you be singing, bass, keyboards, drums? Or... I'd have to
2: be on one of the guitars. I'm terrible at the drums. And
1: Okay, can we put you on, on, on hard difficulty, or are you going to have to play medium? Oh, yeah,
2: I can play whatever the top one is called. Um, we might stumble through it, but... You can do I expert could... Yeah, I could probably do expert.
1: Oh, yeah, all right, okay. I'm I'm putting you down for expert uh, guitar, uh, McMaster. We need you to do bass.
0: That's fine. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, that's no problem at all. <laughs> uh, I always said this bass is sort of like the guy who's least passionate about playing. Like, okay, you know what? Yeah. If, you're, if you're if we have to drag you into the game, fine. But you're you're on bass. The people who want to play the game get to be on guitar.
0: Except for like Primus or some rush tracks, uh, you know that kind of
1: thing. We're not going to make you do that. Police, you know, you got some serious face action going on. That's very true. Uh, All right, so uh, that is your news of the week. My news of the week, and we'll we'll save you for last. Rudy Basso is: uh, What do you guys think of a facelift for a ten-year-old MMO, Uh, Anarchy Online, uh, which famously mislaunched ten years ago? Uh, is still going. It's, it's free to play, of course, like, like every other MMO that's trying to stay alive. Uh, so you can still play, and they've done some incremental upgrades to the engine, but uh, this year... Actually yeah it may not be out till next year but but the Funcom has just announced a huge overhaul for the engine of anarchy online they're putting out uh, they put out a video where you can see the the terrain sort of the, the upgraded look of the environments You can't really see a lot of stuff about the player models and the monsters and stuff yet um, but they're they're putting a graphical push behind anarchy online either of you guys oh. play that.
0: Oh, Uh, I played it when it came out. Yeah, the worst launch in the history of MMOs, yeah. It's pretty great.
2: I might have tried the the trial at one point. How does FunCon keep making games? I thought with Conan, they lost a ton of money.
1: I wonder if it's some sort of... uh, Are they Swedish? I know they're from Canada. Do they get government support, maybe? I don't don't know. (laughs) Uh, They deal with Satan. Yeah, there could be that. But yeah, Age of Conan I don't think did well. Uh, you know, they've got a deal with EA for their next MMO. Or no, that, uh, is that an MMO? The thing oh, the Secret
0: World thing they're doing? Yeah, that's an oh, MMO, right? Okay. Yeah. That actually looks kind of cool. I mean, you
1: know, then again, all of their games look kind of cool until you play know, them. Yeah, McMaster, pretty much any game before it comes out can be made to look <laughs> kind of cool. <laughs> it's kind of like movie trailers, isn't it? Uh, well... I don't know. There's a few that I don't think anything could have made look cool. But well, You know what? I yeah. agree with you. Having seen uh, uh, trailers for for Deadliest Warrior, which is a fighting mm. game for oh, the three yeah, okay. that does not kind of look cool, I, I no. would say. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so you guys fiddled with it. Uh, you, you played Anarchy Online a little bit. One of the things I really kind of... I, I liked the sci-fi vibe in that game. Like, a lot of times... And uh, you guys, as players of Old Republic, might might agree with me on this. It, uh, a lot of times, a sci-fi game just feels like a fantasy game, but with guns. Uh, oh yeah, it's just kind yeah. of like a skin job. Um, but what I really like that they did with Anarchy Online, and maybe I'm just remembering, it, exaggerating this in my memory, but I love this concept they have of, of fitting your your character with little cybernetic parts. Um, I like the sci-fi world building that they did. Um, they, they added in an expansion some kind of, like, uh, extra-dimensional creatures invading, uh, content. Um, so I, I liked what I recall of Anarchy Online. They also had really, I, I think, like, distinct classes. The character system was pretty cool. So, uh, I think a visual upgrade would, would make me curious to retry it. Uh, yeah. So, all right, that's my news of the week. A little upgrade for uh, a 10-year-old MMO. Did, did either of you guys know that that was still going, by the way?
0: I did not, actually. uh, No, I didn't That game has a... I have a lot of memories about that game, and not many of them are positive. Uh, Just, like, trying to go into their instances, which, hey, that was a really cool idea, you know? Everybody else does that now. Uh, And then just being lost for days at a time.
1: It definitely wasn't... It was one of those MMOs that... I mean, it was definitely one of those pre-World of Warcraft MMOs where they weren't so much worried about making it accessible or friendly to new players. It was kind of like, hey, if you want to play this, figure it out. You know, <laughs> Here you go. Good luck. We've made a cool, uh, very detailed, intricate, fiddly game. Uh, knock yourself out.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. EverQuest was like that. Uh, EverQuest was notoriously like that. And, yeah.
1: Uh, all right, so Rudy Basso, that leaves you. What have you chosen as your news of the week?
2: Uh, my news of the week is kind of similar in that, uh, well, it's kind of a broader topic. Leisure Suit Larry recently, the remake for that, has a Kickstarter. Yeah. And, um, you know, Shadowrun is have a Kickstarter. Some Shadowrun game is a Kickstarter. And a lot of games since Double Fine have Kickstarters. And I'm not so sure it's a good thing. Um, you know, I'm not trying to be a jerk. If someone wants to chase a game design, go for it. But, you know, with Double Fine, that's Double Fine. You know they're going to make the game. And with Wasteland, you know Brian Fargo, he seemed really into it, and he had Inexile behind him, which is cool. But the guys making this Leisure Suit Larry game, they've done some Android stuff, and I'm just kind of hesitant as a consumer to commit.
0: Well, isn't Al Lowe involved with it? There, yeah, he's involved, but
2: I'm um, I'm not sure what I mean. Wh- I'm well, not sure what he's have. done.
0: No, I hear you. I just. Uh... You know, it's just that that's probably where they're getting their credibility. I think, at least on that front.
1: Yeah. Well, he did so. So they put out a for their for Kickstarter. You have to put up a video. So yeah, they right. got Al Lowe to do the video, um, and it, it was a, it was a cute job. You know, he's a he's a funny guy. It was great watch, seeing him up there. He's certainly a he, he's one of the veterans in, in game industry development, and certainly in adventure games. Um, but I, I completely understand, Rudy. Like I, I sort of feel like you know, what's he going to do? They're just remaking. The game is just sort of an update of the original Leisure Suit Larry. Al Lowe's work is kind of already there. Uh, so it, you're basically... They're asking for a half million to port a really old DOS-based game. Uh,
0: oh, wow. They're asking for 500 grand? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, That's like way one, too much. 168, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it looks like they're not doing
2: 3D. They're doing a 2D animation, so...
1: And it's a game they were already making too. It was already in development. So yeah, yeah, it was already in development. So this seems a little weird. And you know, people can do whatever they want with Kickstarter, but Mm -hmm. it seems a little weird to say, "Hey, we're we're already making this game." By the way. Can you give us money?
0: <laughs> so yeah, like the cool thing about Kickstarter is it does let you kind of look through projects and kind of decide what you think yeah. is worth it or not. And there's a bunch of stuff out there right now that I've contributed to and that I'm interested in, and uh, it's based just off of what I think will happen. And but for something like that, I, I don't know, five hundred grand just seems kind of like unrealistic.
1: For, I kind of uh, doubt they're going to make it. Yeah, like, you, yeah. you You look at the trajectory of the successful Kickstarters, and then you look at the trajectory of how this Leisure Suit Larry thing is doing so far, and it looks like it's not going to reach its goal. Um, but I wonder, too, like, you, you know, some of the old secrets of Monkey Island games, you know, that, that like, Tim Schafer and Ron Gilbert did, like, they had really good writing. And, and there yeah. was something... Um, and I don't want to use this word too freely, but for lack of a better word, there was something timeless about what made those work. And I yeah. don't think that's necessarily the case with what I remember about Leisure Suit Larry. Like it was kind of a gag; it was a dated gag. It, it got a little stale. I'm not. I, I just. Right. I doubt that would hold up. I don't know.
0: Mm. No, and I'm with you there. And it's like there are so many other I think better Sierra properties too. Like if you were to just look at Sierra's stuff, like why not Space Class? Why not? Yeah. Uh, you know, what was it? Was it Adventure? Qu- not Adventure Quest. King's the Quest. One, not King's Quest. The oh. one that had, uh, you could Luke. choose to play like a rogue or a oh, uh, warrior or a mage. Uh, f- oh, a uh, full throttle. Close. Sword? No, uh, was it something sword? It, it was. Uh, sword of the <laughs> Hand of Glory. No, um, let's see. Uh, yeah, and one of them
2: had like, so you want to be an adventurer as a subtitle or something. Right,
0: right. Yeah, those were name, yeah. those were really really fun games, and they they added like a little bit of a RPG element to yeah. the whole adventure game thing. Like certain characters could do certain things, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but uh, those uh, those are really neat. Um, anything like that, uh, but just not Laser Shoot Larry, like. They they keep flogging this dead horse. Like you know, they came out with those those reimaginations of the games a few years ago, and those oh, are gone man. awful. And that just really taints the image. Yeah, yeah thing. I think
1: in, unless that. you're unless you're like a thirteen year old kid hoping to see digital breasts, <laughs> I just do not see the appeal of the Leisure Suit Larry games. And uh, you know what? I, Al Lowe is a funny guy. I'm sure he can do good stuff. But I just that that particular format. I who's playing those? I don't know. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm with
1: you. I don't really uh,
2: know Allo either. I don't know his. I know he's done the Leadership Larry games. When the first game came out, I was uh, zero to one, I guess.
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You were in in your first year. uh, Yeah. uh, So you
2: obviously played them, right? I I mean, I wanted to learn more, so I checked out his website, and it's terrible. It looks like something from the late 90s.
0: That seems um, about right, yeah.
2: I don't know, his sense of humor is, you know, oh, I got all these jokes, you can read these jokes I wrote. And I don't necessarily think that style of humor is very modern anymore.
1: Yeah.
0: He's and definitely so.
1: from a tradition of, like, like Jewish comics doing yeah. stand-up, yeah, yeah, doing shtick. Yeah.
0: the the name of that game series is Quest for glory. It was originally yes. Hero, Heroes or Quest. and that's, that's what, what
1: I, was, I said. What? I was saying quest for glory or something very similar, and you guys didn't acknowledge that I knew it <laughs> i'm going to go back and listen because I think you, were, <laughs> you you said full throttle I remember right I was just going out a lot of options i'm pretty sure one of them was the correct option though i don't know but yes, quest for glory uh I recall uh uh, yeah, I, we, I recall doing a podcast on it with someone, and as he explained this to me, I didn't play them back at the time. I was thinking, wait, no way! Somebody was doing all those cool things way back then. Yeah, those games were
0: awesome. Like I loved the uh, the, the third or fourth one was great. It had a, a whole like uh, uh, Transylvania kind of horror monster feel to it, and it's uh it was like a lot of interesting writing and stuff too. Right, was, they were fun. think really fun games. Uh,
2: I think I someone. Start- Remade those, actually, because there's this whole underground adventure game scene, and they do a lot of ports, like, you know, King's Quest 1 was super old, and, you know, you typed and stuff, and they kind of updated it to, I guess, later Space Quest-style graphics, and I think they did that for Quest for Glory as well, so...
0: They did that. I know Sierra themselves did that uh, oh, okay. at one point. They updated the original Quest for Glory, and they re-released the original Space Quest and stuff like that. Uh, I do not know about like. I would like to see a more updated version of those. That would be awesome.
1: Yeah. Uh, can I float a few runners up for news of the week? Sure. Sure. Uh, the beta for uh, Sins of a Solar Empire Rebellion is available now uh oh, so oh, really? what what that game is doing now rudy Basically, i can't understand i are you making fun of me maybe you are
2: no i love sins of a solar empire i think it's amazing
1: okay good because I, I didn't know, know if i was percent. like in serious like <laughs> like niche rts dork territory i mean i probably am but i'm glad you're here with me rudy yeah. uh so what what rebellion does is it splits the factions into from three factions into three groups of two into six factions basically each faction is now two different factions and it adds super mondo huge ten times as large capital ship kind of things wow. um, but uh, so the beta that just came out today now includes I believe all six sub factions so you can bang on that get a sense for what they're doing uh, with the game. Uh, it, go ahead sorry sorry is there a death star or some sort of planet well now you destroyer? know rudy basso they added uh this is one of the things is you for for an rts and a space rts it gets a little silly they have to keep adding bigger and more badass things because <laughs> they already added death stars like they already did that in was it the di- uh, ironically the diplomacy expansion uh I forget, <laughs> that's awesome it's a a form of diplomacy yeah it really Um, is but uh they already added big old uh, space stations and one of the factions can move their space stations around so they had to double down now and add super plus big capital ships i think they probably have a more elegant name for it i don't know what it is but at any rate the beta of that is now available if you Pre-ordered, I believe, you can get it from Steam or from the service formerly known as Impulse. Uh, you know what? I could be wrong about that. I know I know, at least it's available on Steam. Uh, so that uh, – some other Doc news, by the way, is that they are doing a Political Machine 2012. Uh, Political oh, nice. Machine was a strategy game where you basically uh, make your own candidate or you play with one of their pre-designated candidates modeled after – Real-world presidential candidates, and you fight for you basically fight on a territory map for the the of course biggest share of the vote to get elected president. And you pick your vice president, and you pick policies, and you get uh, endorsements. Uh, and it, it it's a, it's just a strategy game modeled after the presidential election. And Stardog just announced they will be doing one for 2012. So you can pit your Romney against your Obama and see how it turns out. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that yeah uh, so there you go. those are my runners up for news of the week. Uh, any other runners up so no, I, so yeah if, if you got scooped, Rudy Basso, what were you gonna pick? I was gonna
2: say I thought you guys would have talked about Sony closed down zipper studios oh yeah that's that's
1: a bummer tell us, yeah tell us about that who's zipper Zipper they
2: them most recently they made mag, which I know you were really into yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, they were like behind the actually. Socom games which were huge for Sony's uh, online for their ps2 i i think that was one of their really big starting games and um yeah so it's kind of surprised i thought that's a pretty good track record but
1: i definitely was surprised at that rudy like i would have thought of zipper as one of those too big to fail developers like after all the all the great stuff they'd done for sony i was uh i was at a GameStop recently and i was looking at the uh the new uh vita their, the Sony handheld system, and I was looking at all the games for the Vita, and there was some weird, generic-looking shooter thing I'd never heard of called. I remember, the name was maybe like Unit Thirteen or, or something like that, and it was a like it was a Sony game. I was like, "What the heck is this? And why have I never heard of it?" And I picked it up and turned it over and saw that it was by Zipper, <laughs> like whatever Zipper had done a game for the the PlayStation Vita. Vita. Vita, whatever's the uh, wrong pronunciation I'm going to use, uh, and I had no idea. Like I, Sony just did a terrible job pushing it, so I don't even know what kind of game it was. Um, but yeah, I'm real sad to see Zipper go. Mag did some some amazing, great things that actually no other shooters really doing uh, at this point. So yeah, too bad. I hope they all land on their feet. Mm. Uh, all right, so there's news of the week. McMaster, where do we go from here? Well, I guess uh, there's only one place to go, and that's games. Well, now, McMaster, you've tipped your hand. I know what your Game of the Week is not, and I'm very disappointed in you. Well, I have a reason for that. What is that? That
0: is, as far as I can tell, it's only available from GameStop, where I do not shop. And
1: what game Hmm. is this? Xenoblade Chronicles. Now, it's also available directly from Nintendo. So go to the Nintendo store uh, when it comes out on Friday, and I think you'll be able to find it there. Yeah,
0: that, that should be no problem. I'll just <laughs> run, pop into my local
1: Nintendo store. Uh, that's really surprising to me. What the heck is up with that? That it's just a GameStop exclusive. Good Lord! Yeah,
0: and uh, I, that's one of the few things in the uh, world I, I just I can't do it. Uh, GameStop is they they've made me angry one too many times.
2: I guess that's the only way they can stay in business these days, is to get some
1: sort of exclusive deal with, with developers. Cause... Well, you say that, Rudy, but I don't see Xenoblade Chronicles as being a big seller. Like, if it was maybe an Assassin's Creed or something like that, then I would agree, yeah, that's going to help them. But how hmm. much mileage are they going to get? Like, it almost seems to me like Nintendo is just, there wasn't enough interest in Xenoblade Chronicles, so they threw GameStop a bone. I, I don't I don't know what was going on there. Um but, uh, yeah, I can't imagine that this is good for, certainly, the game. Uh, no.
0: No, it's it, not going to be. I mean, yeah. it'll be terrible for the game. You lose that browse, uh, you know, if you sell it to, like, for instance, Walmart or Best Buy or any of the other competitors. Th- these are places that people, like, wander in and look around. Uh, a lot of people don't really look around that much in GameStop. I mean, mm-hmm. right. uh, at, most, uh, at least to me, it seems like kind of a destination. Kind of store, and not like a browsing kind of store.
1: Well, I think that. also a count against it, McMaster, is that it's on the Wii. Like I, I'm all well, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm flabbergasted at the scale of this game as I play it because this would be, uh, you know, they've had to scale down some of their production values to get it to fit on the Wii. But even then, this, there's a lot of majesty and and just epic scope in this game. This is some amazing work fitting this on the Wii. But I can't help but think. How much would, like, serious hardcore JRPG players on the PS3, of course, and on the, the 360, love a game like this? Uh, and I, you know, Monolith Soft, who, who are the developers, um, you know, I, yeah. I, think uh-huh. they, I think they were acquired by Nintendo, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you know, they've been around for a while doing, uh, the Xeno Saga series, stuff that's been on, uh, very much I- involved with Sony's PlayStation. Uh, so, but I think they were recently acquired, so that's part of what's going on. But, but again, that's a huge strike against this game. It's only on the Wii. Yep. It's not going to be easy to find in places where, where people are going to browse like a Best Buy or a Walmart. Uh, and, and that's just a shame because it's, God, it's a good game.
0: Um. Yeah, you know, uh, one thing I think is interesting is Xenoblade is one of those games that really wasn't, I don't think, going to see uh, see a release here, uh, right. and uh, a lot of people really wanted it. And then of course they sell it to GameStop, so that's like kind of just a weird thing to me. Uh, like, uh, but hey, you know, hey, since you're on a big week kick, uh, that the last story which has a ton of good reviews is also coming out. Here. What is that? Okay. It's a RPG. I believe. I don't know So yeah, just let you know.
1: Do we know by whom who who makes it? Uh, no, no not really. Is it a JRPG?
0: Oh, uh, yes. Yes, I believe so. It's 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 your it's your kind of thing now. You're you're Mr. JRPG. <laughs> it's oh no, it's a Mistwalker game. I'm sorry. I don't know why I didn't think
1: uh yeah. What is a, what is a Mistwalker game?
0: Miss Walker was the company that did a uh, uh Blue Dragon and all that that oh, was yeah, the, yeah. uh the company that was oh god you know uh from the fi- like the guys from Final Fantasy and Yeah, no no, no I know. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Red Entertainment and all that. Yeah, the big like super group that is no. Oh, uh, wasn't
1: wasn't Blue Dragon uh just for the 360 though? Right. Yeah, that was okay. a 360 uh and they did a um, Lost Odyssey too. So this is them doing, this is their Wii game, like they're doing a Wii project now.
0: Right, yeah, Uh, and it was released, uh, you know, like over a year ago in Japan, and people really asked, you know, or begged for it, so it's getting a release here in June.
1: Well, I'm probably still going to be playing Xenoblade Chronicles at that point, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll (laughs) see. Yeah. Uh, well, that is actually not my game of the week this week either. Just because, what? Uh, well, I, I it, it's not out yet. I didn't want to like really talk about it until it's been out and and other people have had a chance to to play it. Um, but uh, so McMaster uh, Xenoblade Chronicles not your game of the week, not my game of the week. We'll see if maybe Rudy Basso picked it. So all right. Uh, but what uh, what have you chosen for your game of the week, McMaster?
0: My game of the week uh, is actually Terraria. What? If you guys are. Oh. Uh, it's like an old two uh, D. Gets like two yeah. D. Yeah, it's like yeah, a right? It, uh, yeah, it's actually it's like Minecraft meets um, like Castlevania Symphony of the Night.
2: Hmm
0: and that's kind of awesome uh the reason i guess i picked it is like the guy stopped updating it uh within the last few months uh so it's in a final state so i've been playing it a lot uh lately with my
1: wife and uh well you can play a uh, multiplayer and now wait uh, hold, hold that thought because i want to ask you you say yeah. it's in quote a final state is it one of right. those things it's like a perpetual beta uh like is this no. a, is this a 1.0 release yeah, no.
0: This is uh, they've updated it as much as they're going to. They had a 1.0 release, and they kept doing like free content for okay. a good while afterwards. And they've they've said that they're working on another project now, so they're not going to be doing more uh, content. Right. Um, but the game uh, it, it's pretty fascinating. You uh, you start off, you you create a character. And uh, you choose a world size, and it creates this world that has these uh, different types of terrain in it. It's not as varied as Minecraft, uh, but there's jungles, there's snowy terrain, etc. cetera. Um, but it's all 2D. You start off with tools that, uh, unlike Minecraft, don't break, uh, at any point so you uh you can you know uh you start with a like a pick uh uh, an axe and uh just a basic sword and a few things and uh and you can go and explore these caves that uh i mean the whole worlds are randomly generated but you explore these caves etc or you can dig down through the earth and um find like dungeons and different catacombs um But the one thing that really sets it apart for Minecraft um, overall is that your character advances. Now, not like an experience sort of way, but you can find things to increase your health, increase your magic, um, different types of weapons. Uh, I mean, of course, you can craft as well, but um, you can loot all of these things a lot of times from different dungeons or bosses. There are uh, quite a few mini-bosses.
1: Now, I I have a question. Yes. Uh, so you say you can increase your magic. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Minecraft doesn't really have like a magic system, does it? Like, there's no spells or anything.
0: Here. Well, Minecraft has. No, but it's gotten a little crazier. Like, you can enchant stuff
1: now in Minecraft. It's, well, like, it's part of the crafting, right. I, I, I know that, but uh, I, like, I, explain. But there's no, like, a fireball or anything, right? right. Yeah. So explain then the magic system in Terraria.
0: Um at night uh in Terraria, area now it's like minecraft uh, in that you want to build a shelter or whatever but at night um you uh stars can rain from the skies and if you take 10 uh fallen star pieces and combine them you can get uh, uh an upgrade to your magic and you get like a certain amount of magic points and you use those magic points along with items or things you can craft or find throughout the world to cast spells Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so like for instance you can find this thing called the magic mirror that like it uses a certain amount of magic but it returns you to your spawn point um, or you have like wands or different books of spells etc that uh, that acts a lot like Castlevania uh, Symphony of the Night's magic right? Uh, and uh, the weapons can be enchanted and do all sorts of crazy things and,
1: uh, and it people also
0: can be walking around at like any given time you know, I want to say four, but it might be more than that i 'm um, uh, not terribly sure uh, but uh, at least uh four i 'm pretty sure it, it's uh, but the thing that kind of fascinated me with it is that you know of course you you keep this character that you uh, keep going and growing etc cetera, etc cetera, um, and you can go throughout different worlds but there there are many bosses um and each world when you spawn it it has a, a complete a, a bound like a boundary and one side of this boundary will be uh just an endless well not an endless ocean but an ocean that hits the end of the world uh and the other side is a temple and if you go there at night and offer to like release this dude from his curse uh you have to fight this giant boss monster And then maybe, like, another vendor will move in to your house. Like, if you build a large enough house, vendors will start to move in. uh, And they'll tell you how to fight another monster. Um, And you can, you know, just go throughout all these different catacombs and stuff. You can dig down to hell, which is kind of interesting. Uh, And uh, there's just a lot of cool stuff going for it. I I think one of my favorite bits is um, water in the game is, is really realistic. Like, if you... If you find like a lake, you can dig under it, and if there's a cavern below it, you can like make a hole, and it will pour into that cavern and react just like water would, you know. So like uh, I've done that a lot to you, you know, use for exploration or moving water around, so you don't have to constantly uh, go back up for air or whatever if you're trying to explore a place. But it's uh it's really fascinating. It's a, it's a pretty cool,
1: pretty cool little game. Now it's got a, it's got a sort of a cutesy, cartoony look, right? <laughs>
0: In a way, yeah, it looks like an older uh SNES uh kind of 2D game right. it or uh it really does remind me of the whole like um you know, metroidvania kind of style. Uh, I mean, of course you don't go from room to room. It's like one giant uh like consistent world, but uh it it just it moves in that way. Um
1: uh, the one that I've tried that's kind of like that, McMaster, there's a, a beta for a game called A Valley Without Wind, and this is developed by uh, Arken mm. Software, Arkhan Studios. Anyway, it's the fellow who did um AI War and a little puzzle game called Titilus, uh, and it, it's similar to what you're describing. It's like a procedurally generated world. It's a 2D scroller. There's a lot of character advancement, assuming there's crafting, uh, but A Valley Without Wind has this weird... Not realistic look, but it, it's not that sort of charmingly retro cartoony look, uh, which I wonder if that will hurt it. Like it looks, it looks a little too weirdly serious. Uh, and I think it's a good looking game, but I wonder like because of Minecraft if people expect their procedurally generated worlds to be cute and charming and kind of endearingly cartoony.
0: You know, I uh, I remember reading about a valley without wind a while back. Are they doing something with it now? Uh, like, like so they the beta or
1: something? Well, they yeah they they it was one of those things where if you uh, pre ordered it or whatever, you could like play early builds of it, and it underwent a pretty dramatic shift in terms of the look and feel of the gameplay. And recently, they've come out of the other side of that dramatic shift, and the build that I, I don't know if it's available. I don't know if I'm like looking at a press build or if it's more widely available as a pre-order thing, um, but the build that, that is out now, uh, and the release, I think, is, is coming soon, uh, is very different from the initial build that they put out. Um, but hearing you talk about Terraria, uh, it, just, it makes me think a lot of a valley without wind.
0: Uh, oh wait, now there's a pu- I'm just looking at this page right now, uh, from Arkham Games, or, is that right? Um, yep, yep. It looks like there's a public demo. Okay. that you can download from their page. Um, oh, and Rudy, I was wrong. Uh, it's eight players oh, uh, cool. for Terraria, I believe. So, if, uh, yeah. if
2: I create a world and I play in it for an hour, then I quit, can I go back to that world, or is just my yeah. character saved?
0: No, yeah, you can go back to that world. And what's actually cool about it, unlike... Uh, well, you can do this with Minecraft, too. It's just kind of a giant pain in the... Well, not giant, but it's a pain in the ass, <laughs> um, is that when you host a multiplayer game, you can choose one of your pre-made worlds... Uh, to let people into instead of having to make, like, an all-new world or having to copy worlds around. Um, so that that's kind of cool if you have, like, a larger world. You can play in it solo or you can host it multiplayer and have people join you.
2: Like, can they be really huge, these worlds, too? or
0: You know, I haven't really seen the limits of it, but they're pretty large. Like, the, the small one takes a couple of minutes to run to the... Like left or right sides of it, and I'm just talking about the surface, you know, just running and jumping um so I' would imagine large ones are pretty big up there they're uh, yeah it's it's a pretty uh pretty big game there's a lot more to it than I expected when I first looked at it all right
1: terraria, so uh, McMaster you've picked a really old game that thing's got to be like what a year or two man I know it's awful yeah. does it does it, <laughs> does it still run on modern computers uh,
0: I think so it runs on my MacBook. <laughs> <laughs> with some with some tweaking because it's a Windows only game, but they wrote a wrapper that you can use to run it on Mac. All right, good.
1: So Terraria. Uh, all right, I will go next, Rudy. We will save you for last. Uh, my game of the week: Nidus Xenoblade uh, Chronicles. I'm, I'm saving that. My game of the week is a game I don't like. So oh, oh. we do this every now and then. Normally, games of the week are things that we want to uh, give props to. This one, I don't. I don't know why it exists. Uh, mm. So. Are you guys into racing games at all? Kind of. I, I want to be. McMaster, uh, yeah, that's right. You're kind of a wannabe racing game fan. I, I, I just, I buy, I've like, seen you struggle with that. I buy, like, steering wheels
0: and racing games, and then I just don't I just don't care. <laughs> After, like, a few days, I
1: don't know. Uh, Rudy Basso, does that genre do anything for you? When's the, what's the last racing game you played? Uh, Daytona
2: USA in the arcades.
1: Oh, good Lord, you are so <laughs> fashionably retro. <laughs> wow. That's not really my genre, yeah. Well, this series then might be right up your alley. Uh, Do you know the Ridge Racer series at all? I'm familiar Uh, with the name. Because there's a real backward series of, of uh, racing games. I, I have never seen a Ridge Racer that I didn't kind of hate. Uh, and I'm uh, sure well, it was <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there was a point in their history where they were like relevant and they were kind of cool and they looked good and the drifting was fun or whatever. Whenever that point in history was, I missed that because oh, every yeah. Ridge Racer that I have seen, my reaction has been, "What? <laughs> like it's just who plays these and who doesn't hate them." So uh i believe it's namco recently they can't let go of the name you know that these, these oh, franchises yeah. don't come cheap you 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 get some name recognition you you've got to, to seize that with both hands and, and ride it into the ground if you, if need be uh so the latest ridge racer is called ridge racer unbounded oh good which i kind of was like well you know what let's give these guys a chance and to their credit. They're not doing the same old Ridge Racer thing. You know, normally Ridge Racer is uh, a long ribbon track, and it's a car that that basically has no physics and can't be damaged, and you're just sort of like sliding down this sterile track. Uh, That's not what Ridge Racer Unbounded is. What they're doing with Ridge Racer Unbounded is they're clearly trying to appeal to burnout fans. Uh, and, you know, the burnout games are all about really cool wrecks and destruction and, and yes. stuff like that. <laughs> so that's the deal in Ridge Racer Unbounded is you can, as you're driving, you know, your car can get beat up. You can bang into other cars. That's pretty straightforward. Uh, but as you drift... And the drifting stuff is just so – it just feels so weird, and it, it just makes no real-world sense. Uh, there's this contrived model where you press the drift button when you're going around a corner, and then you kind of have to, like, manage the, 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 the drift of your car. And uh, it just feels like the worst parts of a dirt game because they're all about, like, drifting as well. Uh, so as you drift, you build up your drift juice. And when your drift juice fills all the way up, you then have – The option to press a button when you're near something destructible, and you will blow it up. This often involves, like, hitting a tanker truck, and it makes a big explosion, or bursting through the walls of a building to make a shortcut. Like the Kool-Aid man. (laughs) <laughs> very good, McVasser. I'm gonna have to steal that. You, you definitely, it's definitely got this oh yeah kind of vibe with the way it like <laughs> the slow motion camera as your car comes through the wall and uh, yeah, it's very not Rage Racer, very burnouty. Uh, but what it reminds me of, there is no, there's not one single time that I've played this game uh, that I haven't thought to myself, you know, I could be playing instead Split Second. Uh, Split Second is a game that uh, is it Warner Brothers Interactive Disney? I think, I Dis- think Disney. Did, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. So the, the developer I think was was shut down recently, but Disney Interactive published a game called Split Second that, for all intents and purposes, looks like one of these kind of just rip off Burnout alikes. But Split Second is brilliant for how it incorporates. Uh, destructive track elements, things that blow up and crash and skyscrapers that collapse and ships that fall over and planes that wreck and dams that burst. Like, it incorporates all this into this really cool uh, racing model uh, where you use this destruction to change the track and mess with the other drivers. It's a spectacular game that I don't feel ever got its due. Uh, So to see Ridge Racer Unbounded as this Johnny-come-lately onto this... Hey, let's destroy stuff! Motif. Uh, it's just really disappointing, and just makes me think. You know what? Where's Where's my uh, split second disc? I'm gonna play that instead. Uh, they do have uh, as one of their selling points. You can uh, make your own track, <laughs> which Ooh. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I'm sure there are some people who would want to do that. Uh, there was a racing game on the PS3 called uh, Oh Mod Nation Racers. Yeah. it had a it had a great sandbox for that if you want to make a track and then decorate it with uh, you know put sheep in a field or a building you you could do that kind of stuff if you were so inclined i think their idea was was to piggyback onto the little big planet uh, sort of sandbox building vibe uh, which makes perfect sense because now the developers of ModNation Racers are doing little big planet kart racing. Like, that's their next thing. Uh, so that's one of the, the selling points in Ridge Racer Unbounded is you can make your own track, except the the tracks are just so uh, – it's tile-based. What you can do is hook together tiles – of the same old city this this racers all in one big generic looking city so all you're really deciding is am I gonna go straight am I gonna bend to the left or am I gonna bend to the right Uh, and you're just doing it with these prefab chunks of Ridge Racer unbounded world Uh, and and you can make a city and you can put it online and try to beat other people's times and there's a challenge thing and you know, they're trying. I appreciate what they're trying to do. And as far as ridge racers go, it's the least awful ridge racer I have ever played. Wow. Um- but, you know, yeah, they, I mean, they can put that yeah. on the box. They can they can attribute that quote <laughs> to me for their box if they if they
0: want. Like Ridge Racer is a pretty rotten series. I, I remember thinking when they did that PS3 press release, that was one of the funniest things. Yeah, the whole
1: Ridge Racer like it kind of yeah, it became it became a punch. It's a punchline, isn't it? Uh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, when was the last Ridge Racer? I, never, as far as uh, maybe the what one on like the old Nintendo somewhere i mean i really don't un- don't understand the series
1: yeah well now it's something different so uh you know if you must play a ridge racer this is the one to do it with <laughs> but i don't necessarily recommend it so so there you go my game of the week uh i don't really endorse it but uh it's out there you know i have to uh,
0: break in real quick and say uh, i watched this video you posted for uh, steel battalion
1: connect yes What the, what the hell is going on there it's the time travel jumping – yeah, like I almost thought it was edited wrong or, or that my YouTube video was skipping. <laughs> but, yeah, so there, there is a Steel Battalion uh, – it's not called Steel Battalion Connect. is it? Steel Battalion Heavy Armor, I think. There's a promotional video for that uh, that is edited to make you think that you will jump through time as you play the game.
0: Well, right, like you're sitting – you're watching – you're in a field, and you pop out of the top of your Mac and you raise your binoculars, and you're in a snowy war zone. <laughs> I, do, I don't I do understand that. And also, I I don't know how comfortable I am with the controls as they're described. Is uh, that the
2: one where, you're, like, guys trying to escape, and you can pull them back in? Or yeah, something like yeah, that?
1: That? that kind of thing. I, now, that's, I, I, called, you got, that's called crew management, and there's a that's, right. <laughs> very, that's very realistic. There's a long tradition of dudes in tanks freaking out and having to be calmed down. So... You know, that's that's just realism. If you can't handle it, you're not ready for a steel battalion.
0: Well, yeah, I don't know how <laughs> I feel about having to, like, sit on my couch and lean forward to stare out a visor or pretend to grab above my head with, like, sparkle vision or whatever to to see out of my periscope. Uh, uh, just give me the big controller. You know, I'll pay.
1: Yeah, I just have the big controller. <laughs> uh, now, is that that is connect-only, right? yeah i think <laughs> i mean i didn't see a single thing in that video that couldn't work as a button press so i uh i i hope i'm wrong about that but i think it is like the end of the video says something like uh connect only or requires connect uh so i got the impression that there's no way those of us without connects can play this game uh which is a shame because like i said i didn't see anything there that couldn't be mapped to the the b or the x button or a shoulder button
0: is this like what is it with From Software robot games and making things like just sad, just sad, sad. sad. I mean, does does Armored Core
1: work now? I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. The I online stuff. I mean, it works if you're willing to figure it out. But uh, you know what, <laughs> McMaster from Software is not here to make your life easier.
0: No, no. I, I understand being <laughs> a fan of their of their, of their uh, franchises, but good God, I, I think that's their motto. We are right. not to make your life easier. Well, they're like all of their games are like slowly going towards the uh, demon souls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah well, nothing's explained.
1: It's uh, it's just hard. Enjoy. <laughs> okay. uh, all right, so Rudy Basso, that leaves you. What have you got for your game of the week? Since we know it is not Super Monday Night Combat, <laughs> oh, that that leaves you a few options. What do you got for us?
2: Uh, my game of the week is actually um, the Dungeons & Dragons Virtual Table. What? <laughs> yeah. So now a lot of people know what it is. It's Come again? <laughs> yeah. So a lot of, for a long time, a lot of you know, people have been trying to recreate the experience of playing a tabletop RPG on the computer. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of weird third-party things that aren't very good and Wizards of the Coast has released this beta. It's in beta right now. It's called the Virtual Table, and I think it's a really, really... Uh, maybe not... It, it's a good representation of what it's like in that it has a lot of tools that you can use as a dungeon master, as a player, that allows you to get together with your friends and play the, the classic tabletop RPG kind of... Yeah, just, just to play it and not have to be in the same room.
1: Oh, wait, so the idea, because when you were describing it, Rudy, I was thinking it was like a player aid that if we all sat down to play D&D tabletop, we would have laptops instead of character sheets. But that's no. not what this is?
2: No, it's actually you create your oh. character, you import your character into the virtual table. The Dungeon Master, he can preload an adventure with a map set up. You can put your token down with your portrait. You can move yourself around all your powers are listed, and so you can actually play the game. There's in-game voice communication. There's like silly voice masks, so you can sound like an elf. Oh and, yeah. uh I think it's pretty cool. Like I said, my one of my friends moved to L.A. and he was a part of our group, and um, we've been doing this meeting every week for a couple hours. And you're
1: actually using it?
2: Yeah, I am using it. Yeah, it's uh, it's been working so far.
1: Uh, so, so it's uh, you mentioned that this is a uh, who, so who's this is Wizards of the Coast they've yeah they're Wizards selling of the this?
2: Coast okay it's uh, uh, it's part of their D and D Insider um, service which is fifteen dollars a month and it gives you access to the virtual table to uh, character creation tools to monster making tools so did
1: we
2: you know
0: say this, awful not, well yeah is this awful McMaster. Well, fifteen dollars a month. I just, yeah, okay, that's that's kind of silly. I agree, but yeah, I think, no, I mean, I really like I like the idea. I think it sounds awesome. I just don't want to pay like more than most MMOs now per yeah <laughs> for the uh, ability.
2: Well, you know. here's the other thing: is if one person has it, they can send out eight beta invitations to other people. I think it's eight, uh-uh. so I can subscribe, but you can still come on and play on the virtual table.
0: Okay, yeah, I was going to ask about that. If like each person had to spend fifteen bucks a month, that just seems like it would be—I don't know—you uh, would never get like a full group of people willing to pay fifteen bucks a month to play.
1: Yeah. Now, how does a, a dungeon master in, in integrate content into this? Like, how does does a dungeon master make a module? Are there pre—are they selling modules? I- uh, I believe, I'm a
2: dungeon master, I'm pretty sure you can, uh, can, yeah, load pre-created dungeon or adventures, but there's also map building tools. So you can take, uh, you know, an inn kind of template and build a room, or you can take a uh, forest, build a forest, things like that. And there's a pretty decent amount of tiles that you can use to make it kind of a diverse area
1: from where, where your characters move around. And when you're playing, what does it look like? Like describe it for us. You're looking at a map, like, like a... yeah,
2: it's it's above, it's bird's eye, so you're looking down onto the to kind of like a cartoony animation okay. kind of thing,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um, you'll have your character tokens, which are little round circles with a portrait from a preset list of, of portraits, mm-hmm. and um, you can move everything. Yeah, you move your guy around when it, your turn comes to move. And um, on the right-hand side, there's all this information about the characters playing. You can look at your character, see your powers. You can look at your uh, party's powers. It does initiative for you. You just have to roll. There's all these... It'll do your attack for you, too. Uh, Modifiers are a big deal. So you'll, you'll choose your attack. You'll choose who you want to attack. You'll roll the die, and it'll tell you if you hit the monster or not.
1: Wow. So that's what I was wondering about—is it, it does incorporate because die rolling, of course, is a big part of tabletop RPG. Yeah, it does
2: all the math for you, which is okay. nice. Okay.
1: Uh, and uh, have you guys used this for many sessions? You mentioned you've you've met a few times. Yeah,
2: well, it right was in like December, and we've been trying. I think we've done at least ten. Hmm. So we've been using it pretty frequently, and yeah, it's it's good. It's Go good.
1: What is your what is your DM running for you? Is it something that he made?
2: Uh, I yeah, it is. It's set in one of their Eberron, which is one of their preset universes. But he's been Uh, making the story up on his own. So, yeah.
1: All right, Hmm. uh, McMaster. We need you to be the cleric. Is that okay? I can I can do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You're not going to get to fight much. We need you to just hang back and heal us. Oh, I'm going to be a dwarf uh, cleric fighter. Uh, We need you to just be a straight up fighter. Yeah, we just want a straight up human cleric. We, we nope. just want you to... Heal that. <laughs> no, McMaster, <laughs> just, just memorize Cure Light ah. Wounds. We just need like f- load up on four instances of Cure Light Wounds and just wait for us until we tell you we need to be healed. Oh, what are you going to play? I'm going to be the Elf Ranger. Uh, Rudy oh. is going to be uh, a, a wizard.
2: Oh, nice. I was a wizard.
1: There you go. When
2: was the last time you guys played Dungeons & Dragons? Like, which edition? Have you played Dungeons & Dragons?
0: oh uh, god i played a ton of second edition uh now i mean of course since i play video games uh i'm familiar with third and fourth edition um mm-hmm. but uh yeah I, I haven't really played since then i would say tabletop at
1: least yeah i, I haven't played a, a real like tabletop rpg since i was in graduates i mean it's been like 15 years or so uh i mean it really did like board gaming and video games kind of killed that for me rudy like, like what i used to get out of playing D D with my friends I, I get from now either board games as far as like that that, that personal hey let's hang out over a table and play games or that kind of adventuring thing i just get from uh from from computer games or video games but that said, I am looking at a monster manual, a Dungeon Master's Guide, two Dungeon Master's Guide, and a part oh, yeah, of books it. here. It's all beat up, but it's like one of those really old, uh, a friend of mine was throwing out a bunch of books, and he was going to get rid of these, and I was like, no, give those to me. Uh, <laughs> so I would never use them, but just for nostalgia value, I have, and what is that, second edition? Or no, advanced D&D. Uh, so
0: well, I have... let me let me ask you this, Rudy. Then, uh, how about uh, I know they have like a compendium on the site or, or whatever for subscribers. Mm-hmm. Does that have like all the rules in it? Like the it has set?
2: every power, every rule, every errata has everything. So yeah, okay. you get access to that too, which is definitely helpful when someone's trying to figure out. Well, if I jump ten feet down off this bridge, do I do I take damage or
0: right? It's definitely helpful. And, of course, I guess the character builder takes you through your character builder. Yeah,
2: that's great, because there are like 20 classes or something now. So. so
0: so if, like for instance, you were to subscribe to this, you have the eight invites or whatever, do they get to use the character builder?
2: They don't get to use the character builder. They could definitely build. Um, as a player, I can Im- import as many characters as I want into the virtual oh, the table.
0: So, oh, okay. Yeah.
2: So, I they can make a character on my account. I can import that character into virtual table, then give them control of that character.
0: Oh, okay, cuz I was just wondering sad. like, you know, if it's something that I could subscribe to, I might actually try to do that with a few people. Maybe even Tom. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> when I
2: talk about it, they're usually like, "Oh, that sounds really cool, you know. Next time you have a game, can I play?" So, it's a great way to get people into Dungeons and Dragons. Which,
0: uh. Is nice. Do you do like a Skype thing? Or is it. It has built in voice?
2: It does. We use Ventrilo, but it has built in voice with, um. Yeah, well, there's filled. all sorts of voice masks, including like a female, which is kind of silly. Oh,
1: that uh-huh. is creepy. You just creeped me yeah. out, Rudy.
2: <laughs> it's weird to hear your brother do the female voice masks.
1: <laughs> I cannot
0: wait to check that out if I do this. Yeah, that'd be great.
1: Okay, I have a, I have a quiz for you guys. Uh, first two, two points wins. Alright. How many hit dice does an Umber Hulk have? <laughs> hit what, dice? Eight. Yeah. eight right? Maybe. I mean... Whoa. Wait a minute, McMaster. Okay, Perfect. that's a point for you, McMaster. Eight hit dice. Alright. Oh wow. No, you you're absolutely right. What ah. is what is the psionic ability of an ogre mage? Rudy, you get to guess first.
2: Oh God. psychic blast
1: <laughs> Wrong. Nil. Oh, oh. You would think, uh, though. Oh. No, I don't. Actually, I don't know that. I, no, it is I, nil. It has nil. Oh, like, psychic ability
0: oh, oh. is nil. Oh, oh.
1: Yeah. oh okay. There you so, Rudy go. didn't get Okay, McMaster, here you go. Ready? This is for you. Yeah. Uh, here we go. What is the frequency of a groaning spirit? Uh, f- <laughs> the frequency? Oh, I know this one. <laughs> 11 kilohertz. <Yeah>. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, I'm going to say 98.7 on the smooth FM dial.
1: <laughs> nice try. Rudy Basso, no, not... any guesses? 4.3? <laughs> it's very rare. <laughs> oh, very rare. Oh. Finally, are for you all... looking at books right now? Or are You, you reading bet. Any... No, this is straight from the source material. Yeah, <laughs> this is from primary sources. Here you go. Finally, for all the points, McMaster, you get to go first. Whoever's closest wins the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons Monster Manual Quiz. McMaster, what the heck? Describe for me a Zorn. z o r n. Zorn? Yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> is, it a, uh, is it a interdimensional lizard-like creature? That's just a guess. Uh,
1: uh, no. I'm going to say no. Uh, Rudy Basso, any ideas what a Zorn is? Z-O-R-N.
2: Oh, man. That was my guess. It looks like a Cthulhu person.
1: Not at all. It looks like something that uh, that someone who was really stoned drew in his civics notebook. A Zorn- <laughs> is a three-legged rock creature with three arms and a mouth on the top of his head. Oh, wow. Yeah, who knows what's going on there. Uh, but that's, yeah, advanced Dungeons & Dragons straight out of the monster manual, so all that is <laughs> historical reality. Uh, all right, uh, Rudy, what level is your character in d d and what class?
2: Um we just we've only playing i'm level four and I'm an avenger. oh, what kind of fancy is...
1: class is that so it sounds like is that a is that a like less uh polite name for a paladin
2: um sort of he uses yeah he uses the same like god powers
1: hmm. in that
2: it's kind of like a a melee, but also he can shoot magic at people okay so uh
1: and yeah. then of course the sixty four thousand dollar question, which I like to ask, I hope you don't mind. What is your character's name? I think it's Chris. Yeah, Chris, K-R-I-S. What? Rudy.
2: (laughs) I just used name generators, and that's what it gave me.
1: (laughs) Oh, my. Rudy, that's me. Come on. Oh, it's uh, Rudolphus. (laughs) Rudolphus the Avenger sounds way better than Chris (laughs) the Avenger. (laughs) (laughs) But it's spelled different. The
0: fantastic
1: Chris. You know what? I know people named K-R-I-S. That's not a fancy name. No, that's, please. Yeah. Yeah. everybody yeah everybody knows a chris nobody knows a rodolphus <laughs> all right all right well Rudy, good pick uh, very unconventional uh, thanks and tell me again the name of the thing what is it actually called
2: it's called the virtual table was the Coast virtual table
1: all right good so uh mcmaster what format are we going to bring for folks next week country and western country. uh and and games and news And uh, join us next week. We will have Kent Dog. That's uh, how he posts. Uh, He will be joining us for country, Western, games, and news. Uh, All of those things. I'm Tom Chick, and this has been me, Jason McMaster, Rudy Basso. Rudy, thanks for uh, hanging out with us, and good luck to uh, you and Chris next time (laughs) you guys play. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Jason. Now the girls return the color of an avocado Drive down the street in his El Dorado Like he was only five foot three the
0: Girls could not resist his stare Pablo Picasso was never called an asshole